Good morning. You have tuned in to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, and I'm pleased to announce we have with us today uh, a very special guest again, Dr. J.B. Hickson, who is uh, gracious enough to uh, take some time out of his busy road warrior schedule, and I mean busy, uh, to be with us today and to discuss some very, very uh, important things that um, we feel that you need to know, especially in a, in a time like, like we're dealing with now. Uh, we'll get to that in a few moments. Before we do, I would like to make an announcement about uh, Pastor Dick Chamberlain's book. He has a new book. Did you know that, J.B.? I did. I I, uh, I think I wrote a blurb, blurb for it or something, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, it was a little more than a blurb. Uh, <laughs> it was a wonderful, wonderful statement about Pastor Dick and his book, his new book, Full of Grace and Truth, mm. uh, published by Westbow Press. It's available in stores now. Uh, anywhere you can buy a book online, you can buy Pastor Dick Chamberlain's new book, Full of Grace and Truth. Uh, take a look for it and uh, don't miss the opportunity to get to know uh, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, even better by reading this book. Mm -hmm. I think you'll find it to be uh, a wonderful introduction and explanation of uh, God and man, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, get to know him, get to know him, get full of grace and truth by Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Uh, with that being said, uh, Pastor Dick, I think, is in the next room somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, probably uh wondering when his box of books is going to get here but uh, <laughs> but uh he'll be back on on the air with us soon but uh we're lucky to have jb with us this morning jb uh a couple of things that i wanted to talk to you about we discussed this briefly already but uh, we live in well interesting times don't we <laughs> Well, that's uh, to the say the least. statement of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. I have a flair for it. Uh, <laughs> but we do live in some interesting times. Uh, there seems to be uh, a fundamental change occurring in almost every facet of American life right now. Uh, I, I'm, I know you've seen it. Uh, uh, I, I think most of our listeners are aware that it, it is occurring, um, but I've often wanted to get to the bottom of why these some of these changes are occurring, what it's all about, what's the real reason for it, and uh, you and I, oh, I think several years ago, maybe two years ago, had a conversation about this, and uh, I think I, I mentioned the fact that I thought it was a new program the government was instituting called the 4F program. Yeah, you know, we've all heard of the 4H program, uh, which was a nice, wholesome program year, many years ago. That has uh, disappeared off the radar. And now we, uh, but the government has replaced it with uh, their new program, the 4F program. And I know we're going to kind of discuss a little of that today. Um, I believe that we determined the 4F program to be uh, in order. Food, or excuse me, fear, 
then food, firearms, and then freedom. Mm-hmm. Those are the four F's we're going to talk about today. Get us rolling here as to what this 4F program is about and uh, and some of the particulars involved. Yeah, well, Curtis, thanks thanks for having me back on. It's been too long, my friend. Uh, we were both so busy and life just comes at you 100 miles an hour. We used to do these uh, podcasts uh, together uh, every couple of weeks, and uh, but uh, I'm thankful every time I get to be with you guys at Christian Underground News Network and tell Pastor Dick I said congrats on his book and uh, folks need to pick that up. Uh, the man has uh, is quite the wordsmith and uh, just solid <laughs> solid as a rock when it comes to dispensational truth. So I love Amen. you guys and appreciate the uh, the opportunity to talk. Yeah, it's been a busy time. We're in the midst of a heavy uh, road season. Uh, we get back uh, tonight, Lord willing. There's another big snowstorm moving into our area, so we're right. hoping we can get get back without uh problems but if not we may have to stop on the way one more night but um we're back the next two sundays at plum creek chapel and then uh we hit the road again and we'll be gone three weeks or actually three sundays but four weeks uh, speaking at four different churches and conferences and so really been praying about uh, those uh, conferences we always uh really spend a lot of time uh praying and studying and preparing and and really considered a privilege and an honor to be able to proclaim the word of God and share the gospel out on the road. So appreciate your prayers as we travel. Uh, But in the meantime, yeah, it was several, well, over a year ago now in one of our previous uh, discussions, uh, we were talking either before or after a show, and you happened to mention that uh, really these four uh, key components are what we need to be focused on, and it's also what the enemy is focusing on, fear, food, firearms, and freedom. And so I remember thinking at the time, boy, that would be a great topic to just expound upon uh, for the benefit of our listeners. And uh, so we decided we would make that our topic uh, our topic today. Now, uh, I had uh, Joel Skousen on yesterday, and he's a right. world expert in preparedness, been talking about Christians and preparedness since the 70s. And so it's kind of fresh in my mind, <clears throat> this idea of, of, you know, food, firearms, that kind of stuff. But what, what, and we'll get to that. But what we want to start out with is one of the devil's primary uh, weapons, if you will. Uh, the devil absolutely loves to use a fear. Oh yeah. Um, it is. Uh, you know, we know that fear is a huge, huge motivator. Uh, I mean, psychologists say that fear is the most powerful uh, motivator. I in my one of my messages this weekend in uh, Lake Charles. I cited a leading uh, psychologist who said, quote, there are many things that motivate us, but the most powerful motivator of all is fear. Right. And Satan is a, is a student of human nature. He's obsessed with humanity because humanity is a God's, uh, uh, he represents God's glory. We are God's image bearers made in the image of God. And so he can't stand humanity. That's the reason his human uh, co-conspirators are so hard at work instituting a depopulation plan and uh, promoting murder and uh, killing the unborn, killing the infirm, the whole eugenics concept that I've I've written so much about. Mm -hmm. But uh, so as Satan studies humanity, he sees the effect that fear uh, can and does have on people. Now, it shouldn't, clearly. I mean, we know God's word tells us in 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and a, of a sound mind. Amen. And, uh, Paul, that was Paul writing to Timothy there in the last letter that he wrote. But in his <clears throat> much larger epistle, kind of Paul's doctrinal treatise, the book of Romans, uh, Paul said, uh, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. And that's a beautiful uh, word picture there of the difference between the bondage that fear brings when, mm -hmm. when, when, when it has us in its grip and the, the, uh, the spirit of love and adoption and, and confidence and peace and security that we have when we remember we are a child of the king. Amen. And, um, and, and Jesus, you know, he knew, of course, before he, <clears throat> after the resurrection, you know, ascended to heaven. Remember, he, he, he was seen by thousands for about 40 days after the resurrection, or as scripture says, exactly 40 days. And then he ascended to the right hand of the throne of God. And before he left uh, in the upper room discourse, uh, just, just prior to when he was betrayed and arrested in the garden, he reminded uh, the disciples and by extension us mm -hmm. that the world is going to give us trouble. In the world, we will have tribulation. Yeah. But he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, Let uh, neither let it be afraid. And yeah. so, you know, that was uh, his parting words were words of comfort again and again throughout uh, that, uh, what we call the upper room uh, discourse. And so uh, we know that the, the concept of fear is vastly different when you come at it from a biblical worldview versus a, a worldly perspective. And now more than ever, I see uh, people afraid. They're afraid of an economic collapse. They're afraid of uh, civil war. They're afraid of actual war. They're mm -hmm. afraid of even things that, that I just don't think are, uh, you know, of great concern. You know, a lot of people are worried about EMPs. And, uh, and I know uh, we've had Randy on every week, and he's an expert in that, and he's cautioned about that. But I've been quite upfront every time we talk about it. I just don't see that as being one of the major concerns, uh, primarily because I don't think they can do an EMP that takes down the whole country. Uh, right. Joel Scalson we had on yesterday, he said that, they're going to do targeted EMPs if you know to hit military installations, but they they don't want to destroy the infrastructure of all of this uh, country before they uh, take it over and make it part of the one world system. So when we have these fears, we tend to try to rationalize, like I just did. We tend to think, well, that one's probably not going to happen, and and that's fine. We do need to be wise and think about the likelihood of certain things and prepare for what we can. But at the, at the end of the day, it's not our rational thoughts that are going to free us from the bondage of fear. It is the confidence uh, that the Lord is in control, that we never need to be scared, but only prepared. And so what Satan does is he comes along and grips you with fear. When you're afraid, you're paralyzed. You can't think clearly. You can't act uh, swiftly. Uh, and it's just it's debilitating uh, for many people. Uh, who suffer from various phobias, it, it really can be, um, it can affect your life. It can cause you to essentially have to drop out of society. So Satan knows that, and he does whatever he can to cause us to fear. But as we said, for the believer, fear should never be uh, a viable weapon for him. 
because we don't have that spirit. And moreover, we know the confidence that we have in Christ. Remember what King David said in Psalm 37, do not fret because of evildoers, uh, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herbs. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give your, you the desires of your heart, of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He goes on to say, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes uh, to pass. He goes on to say, uh, the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. We see that a lot, the Lord laughing at uh, the Luciferian elite that are conspiring with Satan to take over the world. We see that in Psalm 2, for example. So I think one of the key responses to this weapon of fear is to stay in the Word. Uh, I'm going to be preaching about that this Sunday as I continue my series on First Thessalonians just about the life-changing power of the Word of God. We don't say it enough. I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir here with Christian Underground News Network, but I tell you what, the reason so many people, even believers, are sitting ducks for fear is because they just don't know the Word. They're not in the Word. Right. And when you study the Word, it, it fills your heart. It, it strengthens. It encourages. It's a lamp to your feet, a light to your way, to your path. And, and so... You know, when we when we read the word and we see over and over again that the Lord is laughing, then why would we be fearful? Right. Uh, I mean, I've told this story often, but it's such a, a, a embedded picture in my mind that illustrates this point. But when my kids were younger, we were at a some type of amusement park or carnival or something, and one of my older girls, who was probably four or five at the time, was riding one of those rides and it was one of those rides that spins around in a circle and I don't do well on those rides so I sat that one out and I was you know had the camera and I was watching uh, my little girl as she was riding the ride and every time it would swing around to where I could see her man she was scared to death I mean she was white as a sheet crying just scared yeah. to death and I kept hollering as she would come by hey hey you know it's dad it's it's dad and finally she caught my eye and when she saw the smile on my face and how much fun I was having and how I enjoyed watching her and I was laughing, man, her countenance changed. And the next time around, boy, she was laughing and she was confident. Just catching my eye made her realize that there's nothing to be afraid of. Right. And I think that's what believers need to do. We need to catch the Lord's eye. And we do that yeah, by, amen. by getting in his word. So fear is a big one. It's one of the ones in, the, in that list of four that the devil is is certainly uh, using, but it's uh, one that, like everything, we have a remedy for. Amen. That's a great illustration, JB. Uh, I, too, uh, don't do well on those rides either. <laughs> I, although uh, why, the, the blood may have drained from your face during a ride like that, I, you know, I turn a different color. And I, <laughs> I've been told a lovely shade of green. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good in green. Uh, not that shade of green, buddy, <laughs> let me tell you, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, 
Uh, Satan loves to use fear. Do you think that that is why our government uh, and, and many other governments of the world right now are choosing to use this particular tool? Is it because this is a satanic movement, this global this globalization movement? Well, no question that it is. And I definitely think at the top level, they are particularly keen on fear and they use it on, in so many ways. I could give lots of examples. But I think even down the, as you go down the food chain in the Luciferian conspiracy, which I diagram out in my, in my books, Spirit of the Antichrist and Spirit of the False Prophet, you know, even people that may not be directly connected or, you know, immediate pawns in the game, just mm -hmm. bad people understand yeah. fear i mean oh yeah you know, evil evil bosses and you know people seeking their own gain worldly people they understand sure. the the nature of fear and mm. people will instinctively use it to gain power over others i mean the bully in high school or the bully in junior high school they know what fear does and they're not sure. necessarily of course a direct part of some conspiracy uh, some grand conspiracy but yeah i think uh, certainly at the top levels right now we're seeing the Luciferian elite, as they roll out their plan, uh, fomenting fear, and they use the media to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, they do. It's you know every everything you see. It's watch out for this, watch out for that, and and uh, I think a lot of it is uh, is overstated, and that's why we have this sort of constant sky is falling mentality, um, and we think, oh, we're gonna, it's gonna be, you know terrible tomorrow it's all the world's going to come to an end tomorrow i, I call this the abnormalcy bias which mm -hmm. is for those who are awake and study uh, the great conspiracy and who recognize uh you know the dangers in this world and, and are preparing for it as proverbs 22 3 tells us i think sometimes if we're not careful we can become so consumed with it that we we do have this attitude of it's all over and and it seems like things are going to be here sooner than we think now, of course, we know biblically the rapture could happen at any moment, and we yes. need to always be eagerly awaiting that. But I, I think it was helpful in the podcast I did yesterday when uh, Mr. Scalson was uh, talking about how he really doesn't think World War III is imminent. He thinks China is not ready for it, he, and he studied uh, this stuff for, you know, for years. I followed him for 20 years. Much of our worldview I owe to his expertise. In fact, I was yeah. telling Wendy after the show yesterday, you know, I found myself throughout the show when he said things, thinking to myself how that validates what I've been saying for years. And then suddenly the light bulb went off in my head and I go, oh, well, of course, because most of what I've been saying, I got from him originally. So, and I just haven't yeah. heard him say it in a while because I haven't talked to him. And so, uh, so it really is, uh, he's a, he's really a brilliant guy. I would trust him more than anybody. Um, you know, obviously nobody's infallible. I'm not infallible. You're not infallible. Our guest Randy right. is not infallible and neither is Joel Skelson. But I tell you what, he's got some well-placed connections. He's a military man himself and he's counseled with and been an advisor to some pretty top level world leaders. So I, I really tend to, and he's been right about so many things. I, I tend to put a lot of stock in what he says, uh, but you know, we, we don't need to fear. And uh, right. that's, that's not the only weapon they have, is it? <clears throat> uh, no, no, it's not the only weapon they have, but I think they use it first and foremost, because they know that if they can instill that particular 
fear, uh, that, that particular emotion, and can sustain it, it'll be easier for them to, to institute the other Fs mm-hmm. in this 4F program. The second of which uh, would be food. Why yeah. is that F such oh. an important F? Well, because obviously, you know, you need food and water to survive, right? right. I mean, you can survive, uh, what is it, something like uh, three days without water, maybe three months yeah. without food. Yeah. Um, that's general rule of thumb. And uh, so, yeah, in, in fomenting fear, they are, you know, going to ratchet that up when food becomes scarce. And again, this is another sign of the times because we know famine is going to play a key role during the tribulation period. And so already we see famine ramping up. Uh, but I've you know, talked about in our NBW preparedness guide, um, which you can get at our online store. It's totally free. It's in the free section of our store. I like free things. And so we try to keep adding more and more to that section. Um, but uh, people should download the, the, the NBW preparedness guide um, because uh, you know, we give you lots of examples of things you can do to, to hedge yourself against famine and to prepare and stockpile food. Uh, Joel yesterday was talking about the importance of, of stockpiling. And, uh, you know, you don't, uh, you know, people scoff at that. Oh, you're one of those preppers, you know. Well, that's, <laughs> let's see who's scoffing when they can't run to Walmart and, and buy their Pop-Tarts, you know. Right. We, we want them, we want to be, we want to feed our family. That's fundamentally, going all the way back to creation in ancient times, that's the priority number one of the family, is to yeah. feed your family. Yeah. Um, I mean, even before sin entered the world, God gave Adam a job to tend the garden. In, in the yep. Garden of Eden. And so uh, in the ancient Near East, a family's wealth was associated with uh, the number of wells that they had for water and the number mm-hmm. of flock and, and the cattle and things that they had. And so um, I think we've become dumbed down to the point of depending on the government, depending on uh, the stores to feed us uh, we need to really think seriously about this second F, the idea of food, and you know, take take matters into our own hands and make sure you've got enough food. If you couldn't leave your house, this is the rule of thumb I like to mention. If you couldn't leave your house for six months, could you survive? Mm. And that's a very real possibility. Any number sure. of scenarios could play out. In our preparedness guide, we, we walk through several of those scenarios. Now, yeah. I'm not saying they will happen, but... Uh, if it did happen, you know, could you survive? And uh, most people, the answer is no. So fear is more of a spiritual battle. It's an emotion. Uh, the second one here, food, is just very pragmatic. I mean, there is no excuse for the average person not to stock up on long-term storable food that they could use if we had uh, some type of crisis. Yeah, and, and you know, the government... Uh is will will tell us and have been telling us through the media outlets that um this is not an engineered crisis this food crisis it's it's a result of the climate change (laughs) and this is why we need to pay attention to it And, and you know that's patently false you and i both know that and plus we can see if we really look at the evidence we can see this has been engineered crisis this food crisis uh do you know i did a little research did you know that since 2020 the covid year right 
there have been a total of 103 food plant disasters. A mm-hmm. hundred and three. Yeah. Now, come on. Yeah, like the that's big a cattle little plant more, yeah. in Texas, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, a little more than coincidence, don't you think, JB? <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, and they're they're controlling the crops through Monsanto and other yeah. GMO type uh, oh, yeah. fertilizers. They they uh, they've come in and bought up all these family farms. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a it's a con- concerted effort, no question about it, um, because the elite know how important food is. Oh yeah. So they're certainly stockpiling. They're certainly making sure they can prepare for themselves. And this has been goes way back. I can remember when I wrote Great Last Day's Deception back in 2012. There was a lot of news coverage of how different municipalities were cracking down on private gardens. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they would have the police come by and if they saw a tomato plant on your front porch, man, they'd write you a ticket. How dare yeah. you grow tomatoes? What do you right. think you are, an American citizen with freedoms or something? Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, it really is. Uh, if you take this, if you take a step back and look at the big picture, you can see they've been telegraphing this. Um, and, you know, one more thing on fear, by the way, that I meant to mention was we talked yesterday on the podcast about how easily it is to blackmail leaders and, you know, oh, yeah. uh, and that, that is, there's so many ways to do that. People have no idea just how easy it is. Even the, the most sincere hearted, uh, well-intentioned civil servant can be blackmailed very oh, quickly yeah. using the right technique. And yep. one of the, those is fear. And all they have to do is threaten your children uh, or f- fake some evidence against you to blackmail you, or in fact, entice you into some compromising uh, position. Uh, but they have uh, uh, what the Russians call compromat on every key leader that's tucked away in a file. And if they need to pull it out to make yep. them do their bidding, they can do it. So Satan uses fear as a powerful weapon. But yeah, food, um, that's uh, that's something that I encourage everybody to uh, to do. There's on our list of uh, items on our preparedness guide. We give several long-term storable food options that you can just stock up on at the grocery store. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not everybody can afford to go to one of the long-term storable food companies and buy a year's worth of food. Uh, that's ideal because it's packaged. It's got a shelf life of 20, 25 years, sometimes 30 years, but it's expensive. And maybe that's not uh, possible. So, but there are other things you can do in terms of buying canned goods, dry goods, bulk items, uh, just from your local Sam's or Costco that you can stock up on. So, um, but there's a third one, right? Uh, that's, that's is equally well, important as food. Oh, equally as important. Uh, I think pragmatically, mm-hmm. uh, but constitutionally, uh, even more so. Uh, we're talking about Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Now, we're talking about firearms. This is the third F. Why do you think the government is constant? Did you know that there have been 110 gun bills introduced into our legislature since 2020? 110. Mm. 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 Uh, uh, why so many? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's been a longstanding attempt to take away our guns. The Luciferian elite know that you have to disarm the citizenry before you can you know, get them to obey a new ty- tyrant. Um, 
you know, Hitler's famous statement up to that effect. I actually uh, tracked down that statement. It's, it's, you know, frequently attributed to, to Hitler that, you know, you know, the first thing that the tyrant does is disarm the citizenry. But then you've got other academics out there that say, no, 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 he never said that and blah, blah, blah. Well, he did say it. We have a, a, a record of it in mm-hmm. uh, that I cite in my book where his uh, uh, diary, I think it was, something like that was was put into or his speeches were put into print form. And he absolutely said almost that very thing. I've got the precise quote in my book, but every tyrant knows that whether he said it or not, we, history shows that tyrants understand that it's much easier for them to control the citizenry if the citizenry aren't you know, aiming AR-15s right back at them. So that's a big problem when it comes to uh, America. And by the way, just yesterday in the news, uh, Hawaii's Supreme Court, uh, you know, one of the states in, in America, uh, which is governed by a, a United States Constitution, but nevertheless, Hawaii's Supreme Court insisted and ruled there is no individual right to bear arms. Wow! So uh, you may love Hawaii, wow. Wendy, and I love Hawaii, but I tell you what, it's at the tip of the spear of the progressive social woke agenda, and you don't want to go there. Let me tell you, um, no doubt. So yeah, they're they're systematically uh, doing that. I believe a lot of the uh, you know. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Just the the big mass shootings and tragedies that have happened. I think a lot of those are provocateured. They use controlled agents to do it. Not all of them. Some of them are just bad people doing bad things. We live sure. in a fallen world. But I think there's a lot of evidence that some of those were intentionally provocateured to advance the agenda uh, that guns are bad. So Manchurian candidate type. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MK Ultra, yeah, yep. that whole uh, Project Monarch, all of that stuff where they control these people. It's the Jason Bourne it would be the quintessential example of that right. with the super soldiers, but yep. they do it on a much lower level as as well. Oh, so, sure. you know, we talked about food, of course. Uh, to, in order to survive, you need you know food, water, shelter, and protection. Yep. Those are those are three, four things that really are important for our survival, right? Um, so firearms is one of those because not so much to protect yourselves from a Luciferian tyrant who might come knocking. I mean, if it gets to that point, it's going to be tough for anybody, no matter how well armed to, you know, to overcome the mightiest army in the world, but more so from the marauding mobs, the civil unrest, Mm -hmm. the just bad actors and and intruders on your uh, property for your own safety. Um, you ought to be armed and um and you be, need to be trained as well you yeah. know uh yeah. that you know there are plenty of places out there private places where you can go and get training uh but make sure you, you know if you own a gun that you know how to use it and are prepared to use it if yeah. your life is being threatened that's right um and uh, so yeah I, I mean definitely uh firearms is is a big one we've co- we've come to a place in our culture where even otherwise pretty intelligent citizens, even maybe Christian men and women, have bought into the lie that the police need to be heavily armed, but not us uh, civilians, which they'll even use that term. But as I pointed out, remember, police are civilians too. 
when, whenever a policeman refers to you as a civilian, remind him that he's using the term incorrectly. Civilian you know? on patrol. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, they, they are civilians. Civilian just means anyone that's not in the, in the army, not a military member. And that's right. these police officers are intended to be civil servants. We had uh, Dr. Wayne D'Artez on Tuesday uh, to talk about the militarization of the police. And I've gotten an email from someone who who you know said we might have been too hard on the police and and we said several times look we understand they're they're god-fearing good-hearted kind uh dutiful police officers men and women who, who are just serving their country we're not painting with a broad brush and saying that everybody's like that but i think uh you know if you if you don't realize that the vast majority of our police departments have become you know just bullies now mm-hmm. You're just not paying attention. I've been. This has been researched forever. I have a chapter on the police, the growing police state in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume Two. I think it's Chapter Eight. So, yes. so I mean, look, people need to wake up that this is by design, and uh, you know they're 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 militarizing the police while at the same time uh, disarming uh, the citizenry. So I think I think this is a big one. The firearms is something that uh, you need to hang on to. You need to have your known documented firearms but you also need to have some not documented ones because yeah when the, when the confiscation starts what they don't know won't hurt you and uh <laughs> it'll I don't, hurt them yeah <laughs> yeah it might hurt them yeah i mean they don't have the manpower to literally search every domicile in yeah. the country and every yeah. nook and cranny of it so i think you need to be smart uh you know uh, you need to to be prepared, and part of that is is firearms. So fear, food, firearms, and we've got one more. Yeah, the, the fourth F is maybe the most important one of of the four, maybe, depending on how you're looking at it. But the fourth F that we need to talk about is freedom. Hmm. Freedom. Yep. Think a little. Say it together now. Freedom. <laughs> Doesn't that sound lovely? I mean, <laughs> that's the one word in the English language that really has a very, very pleasant ring to it. Doesn't it? Yeah, it Freedom. does. Yeah. And it's such a biblical term as well. I mean, indeed. Um, you know, we could think of all the parallels to free will being made in the image of God with volitional free will. What a privilege that is, not a, a right given to no other created being, uh, this idea of free will, the freedom that we have in Christ who has set us free from the penalty of sin Amen. because he paid our sin debt at the cross when he died and rose again for our sins. And yes. now if we'll simply trust in him, we can receive the new birth. We can receive the the gift of eternal life and eternal life isn't just that it's eternal it can never be lost so we have the freedom that we have the liberty that we have in christ Um, but when it comes to -to day-to-day freedom i think everybody in america has a context for that because we have been privileged to grow up in the greatest country uh, that ever lived i mean god has clearly used america uh, much to the chagrin of the early new worlders and the ones who really thought that they could do Satan's bidding here. Uh, God, you know, God has used this country to advance the cause of freedom, to share the gospel as an evangelistic outpost to see people come to faith. And uh, we were, we've become quite accustomed until recent years to freedom. It's almost been synonymous with the United States of America. 
But those freedoms have been being chipped away for quite some time, uh, as I document in my books, especially starting around 1900 uh, in Mm -hmm. earnest, setting in motion a Luciferian plan to destroy Mm -hmm. our freedoms. Uh, The Bill of Rights is all but gone. We don't have freedom of speech. I'm off YouTube again. It didn't take long. Didn't take long, did it? Yeah, after kickstarting that again, I've already had two videos torn off. I've been put in a penalty box now for the next two weeks. But even after that, I can't take the risk of posting anything because if they you know, rip down a third one, then they rip down the whole channel. And yeah. uh, so we're not yeah. posting to YouTube anymore. I, I mean, I just can't afford to take the risk. And I refuse to be silenced and to be worried as I'm speaking about, am I saying things that are going to upset the YouTube algorithms? I just want to be able to speak freedom. That's what people shed their blood in this country to give us that freedom of speech. That's right. That's a, right. You know, First Amendment. And so I'm just so frustrated because for about three weeks there, it was like, okay, I can have my cake and eat it too. I've got all of the stuff we do on Rumble and all of our podcasts and some of these other uh, Mm -hmm. channels. But we also have a a big following on YouTube and I've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of old videos there. Many of them are just gospel preaching, Bible teaching, you know, videos. And I want people to have access to those. Right. But I thought, well, now I, I'm actually posting again simultaneously along with all of our other channels, and maybe people are benefiting from it. But sure enough, they they mm-hmm. slapped my wrist last week. I was in the penalty box for a week. I went ahead a couple days ago, and after that time frame ended and posted some more, and it didn't take just a few hours, and boom, they took it down. So oh, they're targeting yeah. me, and it's frustrating. But that's just one example of yeah. the freedoms, with freedom to, to you know, uh, assemble freedom of warrantless against warrantless searches, uh, the freedom uh, to, to bear arms, you know, the second amendment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, um, they are preparing us for, uh, the full spectrum planetary control grid. Uh, I've talked a lot about Satan's control issues, Psalm two, how he wants to break the cords oh, yeah. of God's control and be in control himself. And so as a control freak, he wants to control everything about the American citizenry. That's right. After the rapture, when the tribulation begins and the Antichrist and false prophet are at the helm, we know that they're going to institute a beast, a mark of the beast system that completely destroys freedom, that you won't be able to buy, sell, travel, do anything without government approval. And uh, so we are rapidly slouching toward that model. And uh, it's something that we really need to fight against until the Lord comes back. We, That's right. National sovereignty is, is God's divine design for today. He, he does not want the globalism until Christ comes back to rule That's with right. a rod of iron. So, you know, but as we see our freedoms in the world slipping away, let us never forget the freedom we have in Christ. Nobody can keep us from praying. Nobody can keep us from reciting scripture. Nobody can keep us from sharing the good news, even though people have been arrested for doing that. But if you are oh, yeah. smart and do it quietly, you can do it. Uh, so yeah, freedom is uh, is a big target of theirs. It's really the end game, isn't it, Curtis? They want to destroy freedom. It, it, that's, that is the end game. You know, I, the way I try to explain it to people when when I have when I'm able to have these kind of conversations with you know people on the street is, is that no government is not on your side okay i know that that there are a lot of well-meaning people out there 
that want to trust their government. I would love to be able to trust my government, but they're not on your side. Here's, here's what I like to explain to people. If, if I've mentioned the four F's to them, here's a simple way to look at it. Out of the four F's that we've listed, your government only wants you to have one of them. Hmm. Fear. Which one is that? Fear. Yeah. That's right. They can't deal with you having the other three. Because if you have the other three, if you've got food and you've got firearms, then you get to keep your freedom. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it this way. They only want you to have one of the four. And uh, and that's fear. If they can keep you afraid, they'll take the other three away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great paradigm. I mean, I, I really, again, it resonated with me when I first heard it. Um, and there's different iterations of it. People have come up with other uh, other lists. But I think this these four really pretty much say it all. You know, uh, Satan's using fear uh, and trying to confiscate food, firearms, and take away our freedom. Yep. Yeah, it's a dangerous time. Dangerous yeah. time. And, and, you know, in what you said a little earlier, a few minutes ago, JB, is very important that while it appears that we are in a dangerous time, and we are, let's, let's make no mistake about it, um, we as Christians have a hope. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't have to live in fear. We need to fight against these things because it's, it flies in the face of the very freedom that God gave us when he created us. Okay. So we need to fight against those things. Uh, we need to speak out against them. We need, we need to be sometimes civilly disobedient if that's what it takes. Uh, but we need to fight against these things because, uh, these, all these things, these government programs and, and their intentions are not good, not good at all. They want to do away with all of your freedoms if they can. Yeah, I mean, it's an inalienable right, a God-given right. Going back to Genesis one twenty-six, he said, let us make man in our image according to our, our likeness. Let him have dominion over all the earth. That's right. So we are, that's freedom. We are yeah. in charge. The common yeah. man is in charge, if you will. Now, God later instituted human government in order to uh, keep order and uh, provide some type of restraint. And obviously, because of the depravity of man, there are bad people that that need to be, uh, you know, receive the consequences of their action and so forth. So we have rules, we have laws and so forth. We're not talking about anarchy here, but this notion that the Luciferian elite have that only the adepts, only the upper echelons of society have have the right to have dominion and you common <laughs> plebes have no say in the matter that is contrary to god's creative divine design absolutely yeah. yeah fly flies in directly in the face of everything that god intends for us yeah yeah it yeah. does yeah well this has been awesome uh, curtis as always you've given us a lot of food for thought uh i'll uh, close with this first and then that, let you wrap us up but uh, you know, I was in Proverbs 8 yesterday. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors, Proverbs 8, 34. 
Again, it's so critical for folks to be in the Word of God. We've got to hide the Word of God in our hearts so that it will help uh, mitigate that fear, overcome that fear, and give us the confidence that we have uh, in the Lord. So folks, uh, as I mentioned, if you don't know the Lord, you need to place your faith in Him. I shared the gospel a moment ago. If you do know the Lord already, stay in the Word. Now more than ever, J.B., mm. amen, amen. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to be with us today, man. Uh, we're, we're very blessed to have you on the team, man. And, and, and listen, we, we want our listeners to, to follow you wherever you're going. So what's your upcoming schedule like? Yeah, so we'll be, Lord willing, home tonight. Uh, since we've been on this podcast, I was hearing from uh, my daughter, Brooke, back at the office. The snow's already starting to fly there, so oh, who yeah. knows? It's a winter storm. They're saying could, we could get as much as 10 inches where we are. But Ooh. Lord willing, we'll be in the pulpit Sunday at to Plum Creek, and the next two Sundays, in fact. And then we head out down to the southeast, so we'll be speaking at a church in Atlanta, and then from there to Orlando for the Orlando Prophecy Summit, I'll be speaking oh, twice yeah. there. Can't wait for that. I'm so yeah. motivated. I can't wait to get back in my office Monday here and just start hitting the keyboard and, and putting together <laughs> that message, those two messages for that one. Then we go from there to Claremont, Florida for, with the good folks there at Liberty Baptist, the great folks uh, uh, there. Uh, and uh, look, really looking forward to, to Dwayne, Brother Dwayne and his crew. And then we go from there up to Sanford Bible Church. We'll be doing just a one-message deal Sunday night, March the 10th. And then we start the trek home. So it's a long trip, um, but yeah. uh, pray for the, the, the Spirit of God to move and uh, the gospel to go forth and for a fruitful time. Amen, amen, and amen. Um, if you want to follow JB's schedule, and I think you should, uh, just go to notbyworks.org. And uh, his his speaking uh, schedule and road engagements are all listed there. And uh, you can keep track of where he's going to be and where you can hear him and when. Uh, always, always in possession of some great information and uh, some special insight, I believe, into into what's going on today and uh, how how we need to be dealing with it as Christians. So, uh you, we, you're a valuable member of our team, JB, and we, Amen. we we thank you for being a part of the Christian Underground News Network. It's totally my pleasure, I, I assure you. All right, great. Um, we're going to let you get back to what you got. I know you got to hit the road again here pretty quick, mm -hmm. and I, I want everybody to be praying for travel mercies for you and your family uh, on the way home back to Colorado. So um, until we get to meet again with you, um, we, we want our listeners to remember that um, we're going to be on once a month. We may be changing that schedule here pretty quick, uh, going to two times a month, uh, but we will let you know about that. Uh, also, uh, a reminder to go pick up Pastor Dick's new book, Full of Grace and Truth. Uh, find it anywhere books are sold online. Uh, so once again, JB, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. And and may keep you safe on the road as you head back to Colorado. Um, for our listeners, hey, you know we're grateful for you too. And we love you. And uh, we hope that you're blessed and educated and edified by, by what you heard today. Uh, be with us next month uh, around this time. We'll probably have uh, another episode or two with Lucas, possibly JB, if we can, if we can get him to squeeze uh, in a little time for us 
uh, we'd be grateful. So until then, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless and keep you.